0: This show just makes me want to fucking die. And it's not just me. The ratings for this show have plummeted through the crust of the earth. This is is a bad show run by a bad promotion. You can't get much worse. Uh, It's just none of this shit makes sense anymore.
1: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Fall Show, the the podcast that is not only a friendly, and let me stress that, friendly conversation about professional wrestling, but also a quiz show. I am your host, Shawnee Constant, here to uh, assert my dominance over the program. Call me Senpai Chuck. Yes, Senpai, you got it. Thank you, sir. Uh, Before I introduce the contestants officially, let me go ahead and introduce... uh, our moral compass, the woman who is always right, our bridge over troubled waters, Miss Erica Bannis. How are you, Erica?
2: I, I'm better after that wow. introduction. That wow. bridge over troubled waters, like, ooh, that one, <laughs> that, that one, felt that one in the gut.
3: Next week, good. maybe I'll bring the old guitar. <gasps> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, how fun.
3: Can we do it in the style of Johnny Cash? Because that's my favorite version
2: really that's your favorite
1: version yeah all right well now this is a friendly conversation
2: i I said as in really i am surprised i know no no, i i was
1: sensing tension amongst everybody in the room because that's what (laughs) chuck brings to the table chuck that's what i'm here for introduce yourself to our audience please
3: hey it's chuck bean i'm here for another week of the one fall show i'm super excited i've been beating the piss out of uh, Justin Valentine for weeks and weeks now. And I'm looking forward to uh, trying my skills up against the champ, Nate Bender, this week.
1: Uh, Yes, Justin Valentine, uh, a uh, big fan of Pepsi and Cheez-Its, I am led to understand. Yes. How are you doing, sir? How are you faring (laughs) after this this alleged beating that has been taking place over the last several weeks?
4: First of all, I, I think Chuck is confusing his podcast or something because I don't know about a beating, per se we've had some pretty damn good games number one uh number two uh, i'm doing okay uh ritz is in uh place of Cheez it's this week although that is gonna go away shout out to erica for hooking me up with a big case of pepsi and a big box of Cheez it's and she's showing it off even though we're an audio podcast shout out to that as well
1: Thank you, Justin. And he has been gone sporadically over the last several weeks, but he is back today. The champ is here, Mr. Nate, the hate bender. How are you doing, Nate?
0: I'm here. Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry. I wasn't aware of where I was today. Sorry. My schedule has been so incredibly busy, but you know, when you're the champion, you know, you get, you, 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 you you have obligations that you have to fulfill. You know, I had to go see the children. I had to I had to heal the sick. Okay, this is these are these are the things. These are the types of responsibilities that are bestowed upon you when you're champion. So I'm sorry I wasn't able to be here, but I had other more important things to do.
4: I I envision that Nate is very delightful around children. He is healing the sick.
0: God damn right I am. (laughs)
4: <laughs> call
2: him, call him Teresa from now uh, on. It's Uncle Nate. Oh.
1: All right, all right. Okay. An exciting rearrival of the champion. Uh, before we get into the show, I'm going to go ahead and say that this uh, game consists of three rounds with three questions each, worth consecutively one, two, and three points. Uh, we are going to use the traditional categories this week. So we have Smack Raw. Midweek meet and around the <laughs> ring. Also not a double entendre Mid-week and uh champion's advantage is in full effect this week. Nate, which category would you like to begin the game with?
0: I don't care. Surprise me.
1: All right, <laughs>
0: all right, <laughs> you like that there's confidence? It. Yeah, Jeez. I was
2: just I was just saying, like, there's the excitement we know and love. <laughs>
1: Raw opened this week with a tag team battle royale, which apparently featured uh, AJ Styles talking for a very long time. Uh, I did not watch it, but this is what I have heard. Nate, for one point, who won this battle royale? I don't care. I'm not watching Raw. (laughs) You know what? That is a valid answer. One point to the champion, Nate. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, The factual answer is the Viking Raiders won However, uh, I'm going to accept that. If anyone would like to talk about Raw, feel
0: free, but be brief, please. Nate, we'll start with you. This show just makes me want to fucking die. I, I would rather die than watch Raw at this point. I would gladly allow somebody to cave my skull in as opposed to spend 25 minutes with Raw. And it's not just me. The ratings for this show have plummeted through the crust of the earth. You can't get much worse than Raw is right now. Um, I completely understand why the WWE has sold 70 tickets here in Detroit. Um, It's bad. This This is a bad show run by a bad promotion that, you know, they can book competent matches, except you know, and the performers are great. Uh, It's just none of this shit makes sense anymore. And I'm tired of watching. All right, Justin,
1: bring a little sunshine to this subject. Uh, I don't know if my mic cut out. Please be brief.
4: Okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, First (laughs) off, I think they only sold 70 tickets because it's a live show. We're one of the few cities that are actually not getting one of the few televised shows, which is BS. Um, First off, Uh, Shawnee, are we talking about the end in the future question or no?
1: this is all the raw word this is all the raw we're, we're, the raw we're yeah, talking about it okay out of the way.
4: and, and it, it, for them to ruin listen i love alexa bliss and i love the spooky bullshit but the, the ending with shayna bay shayna baszler is better than that save that for somebody lesser than shayna baszler please yes raw is horrible to keep it brief because Nate 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 hit Oh ah, right,
1: pipe down nerd
4: chuck <laughs>
1: spooky bullshit <laughs> anything good with it
3: Uh, I am delighted that they ended the show with the spooky bullshit. I'm interested to see where it goes because you know me, I love the spooky bullshit and that's pretty much all I've got to say about Raw. Also, can we clip uh, Nate's like everything up to the show's not worth watching and just use that as the ad for our show? I can
1: work on that.
4: (laughs) It works because people listen to our show not watch it. Fair.
1: All right, Erica, anything to add about Raw?
4: Nah, I'm good.
1: All right. All right. So Nate, with one point on the board, oh, we go slogan. to oh, this guy. All right, <laughs> Nate, uh, for two points here in the smack draw category um, before Alistair black was unceremoniously cut. He had just started a big push in a program with this guy who went on to tag team with this other guy in the absence of the fucking rivalry. Do you understand what I'm saying here?
0: Uh I think so. Okay. It's a two-point
3: question and one point for each name. Is that where we're going?
0: Who do we got? Uh I know it's Big E is the first one. Um who the fuck did he tag with? I don't care. All right. All <laughs> right. On SmackDown at least. It, J- that's fine. Is it the Roman Reigns storyline? No. Then it's all that's garbage. Fine.
1: Right. Yeah. Justin Valentine. Can you name the, the two? Uh,
4: Yeah. Biggie is who he was supposed to be in a rivalry with. And he uh, teamed with Kevin Owens.
1: That's right. I said the, the proper answer is sweet darling, baby, Kevin sweet Owens. the Two points. We're going to give you the two points. What, you, uh, you know, I, I think the only other option was to throw him back into the rivalry with um with uh, Apollo Crews, Cruz. Apollo Crews. Cruz. Uh, uh, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so i like where this went i guess yeah um kind of a drag for big e uh, obviously a drag for fans of aleister black right
4: right i mean and it's a drag for the writers because clearly with the timing of these cuts they weren't in the loop that this was happening because they would not have set up a, a, a big rivalry between aleister black and Big E on smackdown if aleister black wasn't even going to see the next week as an employee there so yeah i know this sucks um, don't get me wrong. Again, Big E's great. Everyone involved is great, but we know they're just scrambling because all of a sudden Alistair Black's not there. There's rumors of Samoa Joe coming back. Alistair Black should be next because SmackDown's roster is quickly dwindling down, and they were the highlight of WWE week. And like Nate just said, if it's not the Roman Reigns storyline, the rest of SmackDown's kind of eh because they're not working with much right now.
0: SmackDown has 31 people on their roster. Total. There are six people each. I'm sorry. There's five people that you could reasonably say are in the upper card in SmackDown right now. There's five that are in the lower card. It makes no sense to me why you would fire Alistair. why you would fire anyone on the SmackDown roster at this point. Like the wheels are coming off of this shit. Like it's so bad. Like, like, the WWE product has become so egregiously bad that people on YouTube who make money off of commenting about wrestling can't defend this shit any longer. Like, just think about that. It is in their, in the, it is in their financial interest to keep people wanting to watch wrestling. And even they're going, I can't fucking watch this anymore. This is dreadful. Ali Davis is maybe one of the most positive wrestling commentators that I've ever found, Shout and not even, he, not even he can spin this in a way where there is any hope left in the audience of WWE. There's, it's just done. Uh I feel really bad for Aleister Black uh because he you know uh he should have been in a in a safe position obviously with just starting that push i hope he goes to AEW i hope his entire gimmick at AEW is him and his wife trashing the WWE system for everything that it's fucking worth i want i want to see their gimmick to come into AEW and push to unionize all of wrestling. I know that that probably doesn't make sense for AEW as a business, but like, fuck, that's an angle that I can get behind. It, Oh God. Everything that has happened to WWE in the last two weeks has been self inflicted, has been, bad and stupid on a level that is completely indefensible and not even the, the, the strongest defenders of WWE at this point are even coming to try to, to come to their defense.
3: To Nate's point a little bit, I've got kind of a, just a quick question for everybody because I've long said that when I came back to watching in two thousands and, uh, started watching the wwe matches did not go between commercial breaks like you didn't picture, to picture a picture match uh, right. um you know and if that meant that val venus and the godfather only got three minutes in the ring then that's what you got to work with right. do you guys would you guys prefer you get more superstars with less time on, yes. a, on a wrestling show or would you prefer <laughs> that the guys you get get enough time to tell the story they want, because personally, I'm in the other camp. I'm like, if you've got a 20 minute uh, brawl for for guys, that's for my pay-per-view. I just need yeah.
4: three minutes of where the story's going every week. Well, it depends, right? Obviously, the main event should get more. The high, the bigger superstar should get a little more time. Uh, but I don't need Angel Garza versus Drew Gulak for any more than four minutes. You know what I mean? Like totally. three, to, three to four minutes, right? Not uh, it,
0: not every min- match needs to go 12 minutes. Exactly.
4: Right. You know, and, and and I'm all for getting these guys in the ring and getting some TV time. But then you go back to Raw is three hours. So if they tried to do that, then we would be seeing a lot of bullshit because there's a lot of time there that they need to fill now instead of the old two-hour shows that's why i enjoy watching the old wrestling more because it's all two hours and it's right. all exactly what you said the tv shows are quick to the point telling the story even the main events didn't go any longer than maybe nine minutes
0: totally what i feel whatever, like
4: i feel like even
3: with a three-hour raw if they booked it the way they used to book attitude era raws where like you're on to the next thing every five to seven minutes totally and then, then you'd see so many people and you would be invested in like four or five things.
0: Well, and, and, and again, I mean, like I, I, whatever happened to the matches like a squash match, a two minute squash match with a jobber who nobody knows, maybe it's someone from NXT that right. nobody fucking knows. Uh, and, you know, in the ring with uh, a, clearly a superstar match ends, you throw to a VTR and then you come back for the next match. And that's short too. Like, Again, and, and actually AEW is way more egregious uh, about this on dynamite specifically uh, where every fucking match is like a 22 minute barn burner, right? Right. Guys, you are on at 10 o'clock on Fridays. You do not need to be doing this shit. And, and the thing is, I think AEW recognized that like they fell into the ratings hole on Friday and the, the this week's AEW dynamite was like like the bucks were not working like the bucks and that was probably to their benefit you know they got some good tv time uh they got to look a little bit more like heels than they would normally but the problem is is that it still went fucking 14 minutes <laughs> it not every match has to go has to go through a break like it 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 starts yeah. It starts wearing on the audience, I think, at that point. Because I, I, I'll i tell you, nine times out of ten, by the time that you're coming back for, from a break in the middle of a match, I've already uh, – you've already lost me.
3: All right. All right.
1: All right. So we are at question number three. I think Justin Valentine has control of the board here.
4: Yes. Yes. All
1: right. Let's see. I got uh, – oh, an interesting question here. <clears throat> <laughs>
0: Uh, beardless
1: heel Otis got involved in a match with uh, Montez Ford and Chad Gable on SmackDown this week. Yep. According to uh, What Culture Wrestling, who has been keeping track of the number of DQs in the WWE since the beginning of the year, what DQ, where, where are we at on the DQ scale? Total. Total. For three points, sir. Oh,
4: oh Matches God. that have ended in a disqualification. this is a final fall <laughs> question. <Wow. laughs> um
0: uh, and shout out to simon miller for this one jesus christ
4: i know it uh, up do i are we playing you got like five, a thumbs up four <laughs> three two uh, i'm gonna say one. 27
3: 27 yeah. chuck higher uh f- let's go 40.
1: nate lower um 35 justin lower Ooh, 31. Chuck, higher. 33. Three points to Chuck. Woo! There have been 33 disqualifications between Ron and SmackDown a final this fall year. question. They're uh, doing some work over at Creative. Not wow. leaning on any tropes. Let me tell you, the roll-up counter, uh, considerably higher, if I remember correctly. Oh, Maybe no. that'll be a question. A different week. <laughs>
4: good question
1: all right i think we went long on a lot of those questions so we're just going to end the round there erica what do you think so far and can you tell us where the points lie
2: and go figure i have yelling children in the background so pardon me but uh this is interesting game right out the gate chuck with three points justin with two nate with one nate will kick off round two
1: very interesting, very interesting, Nate. Uh, remaining in control of the board, this could be a strategy. I've seen Nate employ uh, some wily moves in the past, and this I, I wouldn't put it past him one bit. All right, we are going to go to uh, let's let's do the midweek. No, 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 let's go to around the ring. All right, this is a little challenging, but uh, you know, we're rolling with it anyway, Nate. Uh, Impact Wrestling had a pay per view this week, um, in which uh. Kenny Omega went over Moose in the uh, the main event, the title picture. Uh, can you tell me either the name of this pay per view or who came out to challenge Kenny after the match for one point?
4: <laughs> um, God, this shows you the state of Impact.
1: Yeah, it really does. <laughs> Which
4: is better than <laughs> it's ever been.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. All right, that's five. That's five. You have an answer, Nate
0: is was it hard to kill i don't know i'm just guessing
1: no that's a good guess but that is incorrect erica who do we go to next uh justin right he has two yeah.
4: that is correct we go to jv
2: uh
1: you.
4: it was wasn't it against all odds
1: it was against all what odds, it was uh sammy callahan who came out to challenge yeah, uh sammy. kenny didn't um, he get
4: fired too or
1: something uh that's a great question um Who was it that came
4: out to challenge Kenny? Sorry, I missed that. Uh, Sammy Callahan.
1: Sammy Callahan with his baseball bat.
4: (laughs) Yeah, you know,
1: I wish there wasn't so much wrestling because I would have liked to have seen this. Um, I know that uh, Deanna Peraza... um, challenged uh, your your girl chuck rosemary yes did you, did you get to see the match any of it? i did
3: not i just keep up on twitter with what's going on and uh sad to see that rosemary didn't uh didn't win the match but very happy to see that dk also had a match on the pay-per-view so uh they had an opportunity for all three members to walk out with gold none of them did but you know, nice to see them in title pictures at least
1: i genuinely feel that kenny versus moose is a really fun match to see but i just oh. you know with so much going on i wasn't going to pay for it
4: right um, and i i I think you know i i'm i'm in the same boat as you shawnee i'm gonna get to it i'm definitely gonna go and watch it there's just so much wrestling in a week you get a little busy and you're fucked um but when it comes to like kenny's storyline like yeah moose is a fun match but like Nate's reaction now it's sammy callahan like great right there's there's rumors of some going back to WWE, and if that happens, man, that's a huge loss for Impact because you have this relationship with AEW, this story with Kenny holding your title. Why not have an OG like Samoa Joe, which who I know is maybe not fully medically uh, clear to compete right now, and that's fine. I know he has at least one more run in him, at least one more match, and I think that would be a perfect guy to get involved in this storyline because Impact is lacking names to hold up this storyline with Kenny Omega. Moose, as fun of a match as it is, not a great name. Sammy Callahan, if you don't watch Impact, you're like, who the fuck, who, right? Like, you need more names over there that are recognizable to make this Kenny Omega storyline with your world title worth it. And they don't have that right now.
0: Let me let me just take a, a real quick guess if uh, I know how that uh, uh, Kenny Omega-Moose match went. Uh, Kenny omega Ran across the ring a couple of times, probably did a suicide dive, ended with a one-winged angel. I've seen most of his matches. So I, uh, you know, I'm not I, I I'm with you, Justin, that putting him against another no-name impact schlub, especially a fucking idiot like Sammy Callahan, is not gonna do anything for him. No one's sitting around going, hmm, I wonder what Solomon Crow is up to these days. No one. So anyone who is not already watching, you know, indie wrestling or, inv- uh, you know, invested in who Sammy Callahan is, this is not going to put any additional eyeballs onto either Impact's product or AEW's product. If Kenny Omega is hurt like we've been hearing he is what point why why are we doing this especially why are we putting him in the ring with an unsafe jerk off like sammy callahan i think that this is a really bad idea i think tony khan should probably put the kibosh on this all right i think there's two
3: schools of thought I think there's two schools of thought when it comes to what's going on with impact. On one hand, I agree that if you're not an impact viewer, then you want somebody like a Samoa Joe or somebody whose name was made elsewhere and is now an impact to take the title off of. But I think there's also a school of thought that probably holds some water that whoever you have currently on the roster at impact becomes a made man. If they can bring the title back to impact and yeah, you're, you're, you're probably better off in the long run, catering to the fans you've yet to have than the fans you've already got on a right. weekly basis. But I can see uh, both sides of the story. Also, uh, yeah, yeah, some of Kenny Omega's stuff is is like I've seen that match before. But boy, oh boy, currently, like it's really starting to get to the point where if you've seen a match with the Elite. You know how the finish is going to go. Somebody else from the elite, or everyone else from the elite, is coming out to interfere to either get the DQ or get them the win.
0: It's, it's starting, it's real fast. Yeah. It's starting to rival NWO booking. Like that, that's, that's kind of my concern. And also to your point that anyone who's able to bring the title back becomes instantly a made man for impact. I think that that is right to a point. If it's Sammy Callahan that brought the title back, it would do nothing for anyone, including Sammy Callahan, because he's a... Look at him. Look at him. Look at him and tell me that he is your top talent, that he is your... Like, that's the guy that you're going to build your fucking promotion around. No one would do that because he's an outlaw goof. Like, there is... He tries so hard to be serious... And I have never once seen a a promo that has impressed or intimidated me. The guy is a fucking joke. Get him out of the ring.
3: He's done some neat hardcore matches in the last year or two over in in Impact Wrestling. But he's kind of like, if he was going to be the face of your company, your company had better be like GCW. And Nick Gage had better be really hurt. Right.
0: Jesus.
4: Well, and let me throw out there, and I know uh, we're going to move on, Shawnee. My main thing with all this is we know one of those no names, are they're not, not going to beat Kenny Omega. They're not going to let that happen. Tony Khan is not going to let not a big name beat Kenny Omega. So these matches that they're having, when you know how this is going to go going in, because you know Moose has no shot. Sammy Callahan has no shot. Rich Swan had no shot. Again, you lose your interest if we have too many of those matches in a row. You need to get names in there where you going in can say, maybe this is the guy to take it off of Kenny. Agreed. Even if it ends up not being, maybe this is the guy. And we don't have that going in. It's just like like we, we don't we don't rush to the TV to watch that Impact World Title match because we know Kenny's leaving as champion, and Kenny left as champion. So they need to you know get names in there to get that uh, that thought out of there. Because right now we know how this is going and it's going exactly how, how we predict.
1: Mm-hmm. I still love Kenny Omega, Erica. And I watch him every chance I get. I just wasn't paying for it this weekend.
2: Same Zs. Same Zs. I'm right there with you. I'm I'm probably forever going to be a Kenny Omega mark. So whatever.
1: To each their own. To each their own. All right. Where are we at? Who is on the board? Who has control?
2: I Justin. I'd be I do.
1: All right, yeah all that'd right. be jb all right justin uh because people can't stay on the rails you've already heard some of this here uh this gcw champion <laughs> showed up at a live recording of uh a uh, an action figure show from this guy who are the gcw champion and the action figure show nerd
4: david i wasn't paying attention who mentioned gcw <laughs> chuck <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got five God
4: damn it four, you got five four,
1: Three, two, and he showed
4: up. There's two answers. He showed up at whose action
1: figure show? You're drunk Um, on Ritz crackers.
4: I am. (laughs) There's two answers. I got that answer. Um, yeah, I don't have nothing.
1: Jesus, right? Just go to uh, to Nate or to to Chuck. I've
0: I believe I have less points.
3: Yeah.
2: Yes, you do. Okay. It goes to
3: Nate. But I'm going to answer the question for him. It was Nick Gage at Optimus Prime's action figure show.
0: (laughs) 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 It was sick Nick Gage invading Zack Ryder's action figure show or Matt Cardona. Uh, Nick Gage keeps calling him Zack Ryder, which I think is kind of funny. Um, But here's another guy who's not worth the genetic material that he's made out of. Fuck Nick Gage. Oh, I don't oh ever want to. I don't ever want to hear another word about Nick Gage. Fuck him MDK and his stupid day. bullshit. Fuck MDK him.
1: All day. <laughs> I'm I not gonna this profess- is low key one of the best uh, rivalries going right now.
3: I'm not going to profess to being like a supermark for Nick Gage, but that dark side of the ring about him was was I thought it was very interesting. He's a very well, interesting character, even
0: it, it, if he's not. Yeah, so is the fucking Iceman, but he's a fucking murderer for hire. Like, well. you know, at what point at what point does our our fascination with with people who cannot control their own lives, uh, you know, dead end into this guy is a fucking unsafe goof with everyone he's in been in the ring with. Uh, it, all the way up into, uh, up into including uh, fucking um, uh, david arquette so no fuck him fuck him forever uh i don't ever I'm, i won't ever spend a dime uh in the same state that that motherfucker is in fuck him
1: all right Uh-oh. he's coming to uh, detroit in <laughs> september and uh, i will be at the show nate will be in parts unknown and yes. hopefully he gets shot
3: he'll be saving his money
1: <laughs> fuck nick gage
3: Jesus, calm down there.
1: All right, two points for Nate. He seems very excited about it. (laughs) All right, Uh, in another event of uh, people refusing to uh, act in accordance with my request to be brief, um, according to Uncle Dave Meltzer, ticket sales for WWE's house show tour are abysmal. With numbers in what range, Nate?
0: Uh, it, it like in the in the thousands, like some in the hundreds in like the low eight hundreds to nine hundreds. Um, but even like the the quote that I've heard is that some cities are scary bad and they won't even release the numbers for them.
1: I'll give you the points for that. Yeah, it sounds under 2,000 in almost every city on that 25-week uh, tour, yes. save for maybe like Pittsburgh and Dallas, which I think is a pay-per-view. Uh, he, I think he intimated Detroit was under 1,000 ticket sales, and these the are, of course, only, all in big arenas.
0: Yeah, the only show that I know is on, that's on track to not selling out but selling well is Money in the Bank. Everything else is uh, a dumpster fire. A, interestingly enough, though... AEW has rebounded to pre-pandemic levels, which I think is an interesting fact because their pre-pandemic levels, AEW was getting dragged at the time because they had half full arenas that they were setting up on the, uh, you know, opposite the hard camp. So it really makes you, it really makes you wonder, you know, what the fuck is WWE going to do about this? You know? Like I I know that their ticket sales have not been the metric that they've been looking for, for success in a while. They've been more going on their YouTube numbers, but like this has got to be a huge wake up call to anyone who's been with the WWE for longer than five years, because this is bad. This is really, really bad.
4: Well, no shit. This is the numbers because let's look at what they've done since we've had fans, How many people have they fired that they shouldn't have yet? We see how bad raw has gotten. We see how many people are on the show that don't get used. They sold out on the WWE network was, which was the best idea they've had in how long nobody can stand trying to go through Peacock and watch any type of wrestling content. Then they do the recent firings that they have, despite like the timing of it and who was being used where and despite having a small roster already but yeah let's go and let's let's go back on tour <laughs> and let's go in big arenas too and they were smart they should have went in smaller arenas shut up i'm done
1: <laughs> for a nxt takeover peacock wouldn't even load for me i watched it on a pirate stream straight up oh my god wow. couldn't get wow. peacock to work and i was like you know what and fuck then- this
4: And that's it right there all. And that's just one of how many bad moves they've made since the start of the pandemic, both storyline wise, uh, business wise, when it comes to who they have hired, and then just business wise, when it comes to the network, and so on and so forth. So yeah, you should have started off in smaller venues and just called it for COVID purposes, when we really know you're just slowly trying to get back on the road.
3: Nate had mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the last time he was on, that one of the things that's fascinating when you do go to a WWE show, whether it's television or house show, is kind of looking at how it's produced when you're in the live arena. And part of the fun over the last couple of years, whenever I do get the opportunity to go to a WWE show, is to see how are they going to cover up empty seats. And let me tell you, I'm looking forward to buying super cheap lower bowl seats and getting front row
0: I'm going to be surprised if they don't cancel that show. I mean, it's not a it's it's not a a TV. Yeah, it's a house show. It's not a TV taping. I mean, if they if they don't sell more than three thousand tickets, they'll probably just
4: cancel it all. And and why are they wasting their time even putting on house shows right now? Yeah, Uh, that does seem really
3: strange. Yeah, that that, this whole
2: I, I think you hit the nail right on the head, Justin. Just it move after move for the past year it plus really it's just like how does a company with so many resources just keep on just shitting the bed over and over again it's 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 remarkable to see and I just think it's gonna keep getting worse
1: and yet the stock price keeps going up and up and up which is incredibly weird
0: because they're doing a stock buyback they're about to sell the fucking company like if you uh, dude those executives are buying that stock back so when they sell this fucking thing they're gonna make a bundle
1: sure sure capitalism uh carny capitalism as i like to say that's the right perfect that's of yes carny capitalism yeah on the grand stage and uh no one bats an eye because uh god bless america all right, Erica. We are now past two rounds. What uh, is the score, and how would you uh, how would you rate the tension in the air?
2: Uh, first of all, the tension is thick. Uh, I, I took a piece <laughs> out of the air, tasted it, put it back. It's uh, it is thick. Uh, so thick. Any anywho, Nate has charged back with six points. Chuck and Justin are both tied with three. So. Uh, I will leave it to the host to see who's going to kick off round three.
1: Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, you know, uh, Justin, I'm going to give you a little love here. No particular reason why. I'm just going to give you the first question in the final. Uh, it's the midweek meet, and I know you're excited about that category.
4: I appreciate that. Meet, I love meet, 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 meet. meet, meet, meet. meet, meet.
1: All right, uh, this week on, uh, on... What, what? She said something. Sh-
4: I said shout out to Sean Stasiak, I'm sorry.
1: What the hell kind of non-sequitur is that?
4: <laughs> That's
3: meat. Yeah, he's called meat. I, I, don't, I don't know meat, sorry, my bad, my bad.
0: My uh, bad. You, you mean to tell me, I'm sorry, you mean to tell me that you are not familiar with the tag team, one of the greatest tag teams of all time That's in little... PMS? Really? <laughs> with mankind the pms yes mankind that's right with
3: mankind with pms, with PMS that's right yes <laughs> Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm still uh one half of the mankind with pms tag team champions it's thank very you true.
3: very
1: much erica is not wrong erica is not wrong, not wrong. <laughs> all right so to start the uh, midweek meet the young bucks and uh brandon cutler uh, teamed up with uh, against uh pack uh, penta l zero and who justin for one point
4: uh, that was Eddie Kingston.
1: That's right. We love Eddie Kingston. can yes, For what do. additional point can you tell me why Erica loves Eddie Kingston?
4: Uh, because he has. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> You're going to edit this out or what? Because <laughs> I got one reason. He cuts great promos in the Raw Underground, if you know what I mean.
2: Okay, you know what? I'm going to give him that point for being... Creative enough to recall yeah, raw underground. We- this was the only good usage of the raw underground was in this reference right That's here. Fair.
4: You're welcome.
2: I he gets the extra point.
0: Yeah, he pulled it out there. All
2: right. <laughs> <get> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We are an Eddie Kingston podcast, right? Still, can yeah. we
0: can we still claim that everyone, all Eddie Kingston yeah. fans here?
4: 1, for 000. sure. Yeah. I, I I
0: do I do require an explanation for this because. There was that whole thing with the family, and then he turned on the family, and now, like, I know that they did that little, that little pre-tape promo,
4: right, before
0: the match. It just because he's
4: teaming, he's teaming I with know.
0: with Penta again next week, and it just makes me go, like, like, can we explain some of this shit a little bit better? Even if it was on Dark or Elevate, is there some way? just that they can like on screen, bury the hatchet so that this, this shit can make sense in a storyline in my brain, because I saw that and I went, what the fuck? Like, you know, like, I'm glad that they had the pre-tape, but like they need to do more to explain some of this shit and, and, you know, like hold to fucking storylines. Like I get that Penta and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, fuck, fuck. Heck- uh, Uh, no, uh, Eddie, uh, I, I get that they've worked together in other promotions in the past, but like, did they think that we were just going to forget because like, this is the, it just, it, it, that was, that was uh, uh, difficult for me to, to square
4: Go ahead, Erica. I know wanted to say something. Long-term storytelling. Yeah. Well,
2: uh, mm. there. Uh, to my recollection, I believe there was a very brief, like, backstage interaction where he's like uh, Eddie said, like, "The enemy of my enemy is my friend," and I think, but the, uh, I believe that was it. I'd have to go back. Yeah,
3: I, yeah that I was, was the pre-tape. Like, that was two weeks ago. I think, oh, was that? It was. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. I mean, but I I do agree that they should have. It should have been a um a bigger moment because it it seemed to kind of just happen in passing. Yeah. And if you weren't paying attention, or were you know up getting a glass of water or taking a piss, you would have missed it. Uh. So yes, they. I mean, they did something, but I totally agree. It should have been a little more grand, so none of us missed it.
4: I, I just I think and- there should be. I feel like there should be more hesitation from penta in this situation yeah he seems okay with it
0: you know what i have to give them credit because they did in a non-verbal way communicate that during the match i did pick up on that that there was some like there was a little bit of friction between uh between pack and and eddie there was like a stare off at one point
3: there was serious storytelling going on during the match between those yes
0: and i and you know what i appreciate that and and i like that but like it, it it i i'm with erica it just it needed a little bit more conscious attention on the part of the show to sort of explain why this is happening
1: I like uh, Brandon Cutler as the young boy clown. I don't always like a clown, <laughs> but I like that particular one. Uh, all right. So for two points in the midweek meet, we are with uh, Justin Valentine still. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, on, uh, in your house, NXT TakeOver, in your house. We had a pay-per-view this week. Ziya um, uh, Lee and Mercedes Martinez had a match, which led to some, I, I think we could only refer to it as a, creepy bullshit spooky spooky bullshit that's (laughs) it when um this character uh, ended up facing mercedes martinez after the match
4: oh was it Mei ying
1: that is correct sir for two points how do we feel about this spooky bullshit it feels a little more combat to me but
4: uh, what is it Uh, yeah i'm okay with the storytelling i am um and i'll say this about nxt takeover overall except for a couple matches very sloppy very yeah. sloppy. Uh, there was a multiple matches that it set, felt like I don't know if they didn't know or like the L.A. Knight Cameron Grimes match mm-hmm. had a good finish, but that match was sloppy. Um, and this this match specifically was very sloppy. Uh, again, I like the storytelling as a whole, but the actual execution of the match. Uh, I'm happy for Zia Lee that she's getting a little push. She got her first Takeover win. Um, I like what happened afterwards. I'm 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 invested. I'm okay with this story with Mei Ying and such, but again, the execution of it all uh, kind of took away from the moment because everything about this match, including the aftermath, was very uh, not well put together, not well um, not well demonstrated, executed by the performers. Unfortunately,
0: it seemed like people were not in the right place all night, and that they kept having to be beats that people were waiting while another person got into place and it became most apparent during the main event that five-way there was it was mostly two people working together and then figuring out what to do with the other three yeah and and after a while I became very frustrated because it was like well why didn't you just like like, why didn't you just book, like, two different matches then? Like, it felt like two different matches that were kind of glued together because you had, you know, you had kind of the undisputed era fallout that was still being played out through Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. And there was that one cool moment where they, like, teamed up for a powerbomb on Karrion Cross. Like, I I liked, I liked that moment, but that was really the only payoff that having those two dudes in this match had. And it just it really felt like like there were at least two people too many in this match.
1: All right, Chuck, he thinks there were two people too many in the Xia Lee uh, Mercedes Martinez match. What do you think <laughs> about that spooky bullshit?
3: Uh, well, I don't know if that's what he was referring to. I'm looking forward to uh, the special effects when... Um, what's her name Mei Ying pulls Mercedes Martinez heart out of her chest and shows it to her like that's gotta happen eventually and man oh man am I looking forward to it um NXT TakeOver was fine I do agree with both Justin and Nate there were some some spots that seemed very sloppy as much as I do love LA Knight slash Eli Drake you can tell he is in NXT to learn how to not be so obvious about looking at everybody and talking mm. to everybody. Cause you could see him communicating with the ref and with Cameron Grimes a lot during that match, but he did a fine job of making Cameron Grimes look like a million bucks. There was some fun yeah. spots in there. And yeah, that main event, it did at times feel like there was one or two, two, two people too many in the match but the match was there to make carrion cross an unstoppable fucking monster and i feel like yeah. a, they accomplished it and at the same time gave us the kind of match you would expect with those four guys in it like they had some great spots with all four of them
0: yeah i'll i'll agree with that.
4: nxt takeover felt like one long young bucks match <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> yikes i uh, i like the low pan vibes uh Coming from uh, from from Maying, um, yeah. Waiting for uh, lightning strikes, but uh, we shall see. We shall see. Man, All right. what if
3: they hire somebody for the women's division to purposely be uh, the character from Big Trouble in Little China, like to just, just give them the DVD and it's like, be
4: Jack Burton, you be this.
1: <laughs> shout out to uh, Jack Burton and shout out to John Carpenter. All right, for three points. Justin Valentine, if I'm not mistaken, you have five. Five, do yeah, you understand me? Five. How many titles were fought for at NXT TakeOver? Three. Five, five. three, that is correct. <laughs> the US title, nice. the men's tag, that was the opening match. The million dollar title, the women's title and the men's title.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't like uh, putting the North American and tag titles together. Yeah, um, I think they deserve their own shine. And I think the stories didn't make sense because I think MSK should have retained, but Bronson Reed should have lost it to Santos. And, uh, you know, so I, you know, I didn't like having one result decide both. And uh, the match was fine, but I definitely would have rather those two stories to be separate.
0: I, I and I, I fully admit that I have not been watching NXT very closely. When did Santos lose the um, Cruiserweight championship and to who?
4: Uh, he lost, then he, he lost that once at stand and deliver.
0: Oh, did he? Oh, I wasn't yeah. watching that closely. Yeah. I tend to not pay attention to the
4: cruiser
3: weights whether they're on two Oh five live or NXT. So I couldn't yeah, answer that question. I, I,
0: I have to imagine, like, did they just drop the cruiserweight belt back down to two Oh five live after, uh, so, no, after Santos saw, had it. Cause he was, he, he, he was representing it on NXT for quite a while.
4: Yeah. Kushida does open challenges now.
0: Oh, oh, that's
3: okay. right. Kushida's got it. Got it. There
4: you it. go. Okay. Nice hey, you know what? You got to make room for the million-dollar
3: title. You, you have to, because how much fun yeah. is that? And I really yeah, hope great. that they continue to keep it in a clear glass case with two security guards, and La Knight can use those security guards as like his his fl- flunkies. Yeah.
4: La Knight's a top five heel in wrestling right now. One thousand percent. I yeah, agree with I, you. Obviously, said he was it was sloppy. But you put a mic in that guy's hands because the Miz has gone down. We talked about this. Yeah,
3: I said it last week and I I stand by it that in a world where MJF did not exist, LA Knight is the top heel in the business. Yeah,
4: for sure. Especially because the Miz is going down because him and John Morrison decide to be goofy 24 seven, but that's not what made Miz so great. What made Miz great was he's annoying as fuck, but he'll spit facts at you. Just like MJF, just like heel Kevin Owens. Same What's thing.
3: it got to be like to hang out with the couple of John Morrison and Frankie Monet? Cause they're both goofy as fuck.
4: Yeah. They're, uh, John like, it's got to be exhausting. He's, he's too talented to be that goofy on TV, man. That's he's a waste, waste of athletic talent right there.
1: I want to go back to the million dollar title. How is raw so awful and yet NXT, <laughs> which is quite good is finding new ways to invigorate its storytelling. You know, why is this not on the big show? Well,
4: I think it's that you're looking at who's running shit down there. Look who's making the decisions down there. And the storytelling is exactly who should be doing it in uh, the quote-unquote main roster, especially on Raw right now. And now they're going to do even more changes with what William Regal said at the end of TakeOver, which is more and more sounding like Samoa Joe as GM, maybe? I don't know. That's um, my. That's my. I think so, especially yeah. if he's not medically cleared. I mean, I don't know for a, obviously. And then there's been rumors going around the day that we're recording that uh, he's already signed back with WWE. That's not officially official, but um, you know, yeah. Look at who's running shit down there, making the decisions. More and more, NXT is the most consistent show on WWE television, and yet they're known as the developmental. Uh, but Either will it
1: will it still be once William Regal is no longer in
3: charge?
4: If Samoa well, Joe's taking over, yes. The idea of William Regal not being on my
3: television every week breaks my heart. I'm a late-to-the-party uh, William Regal mark, and I, I love I love his facial expressions. I love the way he delivers. Uh, yes. His promo work was great. And even if you go back and watch some William Regal matches, some of them are some of the best goddamn matches you've ever seen. Sure.
4: Sure.
3: Um, I would really hope that Samoa Joe is going to take the, uh, the role that um, – Sonya Deville has over on SmackDown and we would have both William Regal and Samoa Joe. Yeah,
0: That and, would be nice.
3: Yeah. I, I I'll would, take that, that in an ideal world, that's what I'm hopeful for. Yeah.
4: You talk talking about William Regal match WrestleMania 18, him and Rob Van Dam opening the show in Toronto. Damn, yeah, not bad. Match. Not bad. Damn, but the,
3: for a long time, he was also in one of the worst matches I'd ever seen. And that is his match with Raven at the invasion pay-per-view.
4: That should just never happened.
0: <laughs> do you do you guys do you guys remember who was the NXT GM before William Regal?
1: Great question. I do not.
4: Mm. Oh well. I oh
2: oh shit. Oh, I feel like I. Oh, this is. It I'm was
0: J B fucking L. Was not, really? it
4: really? It was. It
0: was. <laughs> it was. Oh. Uh, not oh. just. Uh, uh, try to imagine that in twenty twenty one. J B L as the nxt oh. gm and then uh, try to keep your lunch down because it, it's Ooh. not
4: happening oh my god how horrendous <laughs> Last last
3: week's dark side of the ring was about dynamite kid and part of it was about what a what a kind of a river he was and man the stories just the stories you've heard about jbl if like Ten percent of them are true. I don't want him anywhere near young talent.
0: Wasn't there literally a picture of of dynamite shitting in somebody's uh, bag on that oh, program? Yes. Yeah. Oh right. yes.
1: Good times. Good times. Very professional yeah, company. Very professional company. That's that's uh, it's surprising when you have a man like Vince McMahon who allegedly covered up a murder, uh, running the show that these kind of things would be happening. Right. Erica, after three rounds, I'm exhausted. Where are we at as we go into the final fall?
2: Okay, we got Chuck with three points, Nate with six, Justin with 10. I have no idea what you have in store on the final fall, but I am excited.
1: All right. All right. The final fall of this week is going to be uh, sort of the traditional uh, three count. We're going to go round robin, starting with uh, Chuck we will say that these answers will be worth two points each this week. Coming up, we have uh, heck in a sec. Is it right?
3: Yeah. Heck in a sec. Hell in a heck cell in a is coming sec. up.
1: The rage in the cage. The rage in the cage. Last year on uh, hell in a cell during pandemic, uh, the pre-show featured the likes of say, um, say, say, uh, Uh let's see. Um, the hurt business and retribution and the 24-7 title. And we're not including them, but in the meat and meat of the show, meat and potatoes of the show. Name somebody who appeared in last year's Helen Cell Chuck. Bailey. That is correct. All right, Nate.
0: Uh, well, Bailey was facing Sasha Banks.
1: That is correct, Justin.
4: Uh, Drew McIntyre, that
1: is correct. Chuck, back to you.
3: Oh, oh, who was Drew McIntyre feuding last week with last year? Um, uh, Randy Orton,
1: that is correct.
3: Whew. Good one, good Five one. Seconds. I, was that one out that.
1: I, yeah, I was real close to pulling the plug on him.
3: Pulling that I out think of
1: that if I sky. reviewed the tape, you would be at eight, ten seconds on a few answers, so I would pipe down. <laughs>
3: Four and fifteen 16. All right,
1: Nate. Uh, Roman Reigns. That is correct. All right, Justin.
4: Uh, Jey Uso.
3: That is correct. Chuck. Oh Jesus. Um. Uh. Braun Strowman.
1: I'm sorry, that is incorrect, Urr! Chuck.
2: <laughs> One.
1: Nate. Otis. Otis was, in fact, a part of that show. Justin Valentine.
4: Tucker, you need to take my strategy, man. Jimmy Uso. Ah. Oh,
1: you know what? Yes, yes. That was a great moment, and Jimmy Uso is correct.
3: All right. Um, was Tucker still with Otis at that point? He sure
1: I'm... was. He accompanied hey! him to the ring, if I'm not mistaken, but he All was right. a part of the show. Nate. Woo!
0: Le Miz Le
1: Miz is correct. JV,
4: I was John Morrison was with Miz, I think, was he?
1: Yeah, he sure was. He sure was. The game is getting hot and heavy. And we are well, if
4: John Morrison was there, then the Miz must have been there.
1: He, he was because that's who I said. Son
3: of a
2: bitch. <laughs> All right, that's <laughs> two
1: strikes for Chuck. Damn it. If you're not going to take this game seriously, Chuck, I don't know why you even play, Nate. Uh, uh i don't know
0: he's on my screen right now jeff hardy jeff hardy is correct shut the fuck up literally he's on raw right now which i have on on the other screen and i was just like well i gotta choose someone on the bright side i'm sure he's being treated
1: extremely respectfully now uh, like the legend that he is justin valentine
4: (laughs) I, I, i might be wrong on this i feel like he faced elias i don't know but elias
1: that is correct. Oh, you that bastard. is correct. That's what I was
4: going to shoot. We have gone uh, through uh, all of the names
1: that have appeared in the matches. We're sort of like uh, picking at the bones of some, you know, uh, brief appearances. Chuck,
3: can I guess Retribution, or do I have to pick a member? You have to I, pick no, a member.
1: I already told uh, you Retribution was part of the pre-show, and that we were not including them. Chuck, damn it! It's, it's you're out. out. And I yeah. hope this means that you have come in third place because you have disrespected my <laughs> final fall question for the last
0: time. Well, <laughs> but hang on. That's confusing because the literally the only responses that we can give are matches that happened on the pre-show.
4: No, I have an answer. Nate,
1: do you have a guess?
0: I mean, I, I know the answers. Okay. Everyone else has been said. That has appeared in a match, but not on the
1: show. Justin Valentine. Michael Cole. No, we're not doing <laughs> announcers, Joe. No, for, for the love of God, I don't know who is announcing. I'm giving you an X for that. I what? think we might have to show. May, we may have to call the score here because he's just he's just Well, you're being, being
0: obtuse right now. now with the rules, <laughs> right? All right. So we will he just go ahead and add up the
1: points, Erica, and we're gonna call this a night because god damn it, I asked everyone to be concise at the start of this thing, and it's gone
2: way <laughs> fucking long.
4: Hey, we're still within an hour any any
2: who we have uh final fall after this chuck nine points nate 16 justin 20 mr oh. jv oh. the new
4: so
2: champ talent shout talent
1: out to, appear to on that show paul Heyman was in fact talent on that show adam pierce appeared as a talent at the show alpha and sika both talents I- Oh, at
2: yeah. that show I forgot about that oh yeah that was
1: the that was the highlight of that show interestingly yeah. enough it was the it was the opening match which I thought was brilliant at the time because Roman still wasn't over I wasn't a Roman guy right. okay. he sort of really was in mid conversion of me into being yeah. a Roman guy at that I feel point. like
4: I should have got points for Michael Cole
1: all
3: right uh, I'll
4: give you, you points still you still won shut the fuck uh. up <laughs>
1: Yeah, you've been missing a lot of heel JV uh showing up while you've been gone, <laughs> Nate. It's
4: I need to fill your role. I missed you, Nate. I feel like we haven't <laughs> done an episode together in weeks.
1: Because we haven't.
4: That's very true.
1: This is what happens when you take corporal punishment out
3: of schools.
2: <laughs> okay. Wow.
3: Justin, he got 60 seconds on the clock. Let me know stuff.
1: You are the um, champion. What do you got?
4: Yeah, I, I think uh First of all, shout out to Ritz crackers, filling in for Cheez-Its and getting me the win, number one. <laughs> um, number two, uh, I want to harp a little more on the Samoa Joe situation. Again, it'd be great to see him in NXT. I hope he gets healthy because the thought of Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross for the NXT title, I'm all for. If he can get healthy to do that, I think he'll, he'll be very solid, uh, in a, G- a GM role, co-GM, whatever, because he's great on the mic as well, and if this does happen, Impact Wrestling needs to get their shit together, because that should be an easy call, give him whatever the hell he needs to come over and make this AEW story 10,000 times better, even if it is only on the mic for right now. So Impact, if you let him go back to NXT, that's that's just dumb. You got Slammiversary coming up where you're, you're going to do debuts and returns. Perfect spot, but I don't know. I'm all for it, though, wherever Samoa Joe goes.
1: All right. Justin, uh, of course, it will be included in the show notes for people listening, but where can folks find you online?
4: Uh, all over social media at JV underscore sports underscore talk, and Chuck Bean's favorite podcast, the JV sports talk pay per view pod. It's back next weekend, this weekend, I should say. Uh, for hell in a cell the nxt takeover uh episode just came out shout out to anthony from the titantron podcast uh, over in new york for coming on the most recent episode a ton of fun
1: all right chuck we're gonna throw it to you you are the midweek meet in this wrap-up of the show
4: take your minute and
1: tell us where people can find you
3: Hey, you know what? As much as I give uh, Justin a lot of crap for his, his podcast, I do want to congratulate him for finding somebody younger than him to co-host his podcast last week. And I also want to know when I can expect my Against All Odds episode of the JV Sports Pod uh, pay-per-view pod. Hey, and I'm going to Once take you cover- get my
4: name right, first of all. Yeah, whatever you get the
3: name of the show, right? <laughs> Cut his mic, please. Um, I also want to take this opportunity to talk about what me and Nate do on Saturdays. Cause it's fucking great. If you're, if you're kind of like Nate and you're kind of like eh wrestling, get on Twitch, check out twitch.tv backslash limit break radio. We do a virtual WWE 2K19. We, we commentate over it. We let the computer play the matches. Sometimes it's a shit show, but man, Oh man, it's always entertaining. So make sure you check us out on Saturdays or on the one fall show, YouTube page.
1: It is very entertaining and uh, congratulations, Nate. I have to tell you, uh, this is the second week in a row. Chuck has gotten your channel's name, right? Hey, that's good to hear. <laughs> and the main event, Nate, go ahead and tell people what you'd like to and, uh, where they can find you. Uh,
0: I don't really have anything, uh, to, to share. Uh, wrestling is in a dismal state right now. Uh, I feel bad for any of us that, uh, Try to enjoy it uh, every week. Um, I, I Listen, I think the only thing I'm looking forward to at this point is uh, AEW getting back on the road and getting in front of some fans and getting some live feedback. I don't have any hope that live feedback will do anything to change the absolute uh, disaster of a product that is WWE. But I do think that AEW does listen to crowd responses and, and fan sentiment and things like that. So it'll be really interesting to see how AEW's product sort of continues to, uh, change and evolve as we start getting back, uh, live in front of people. I think, I think that's going to be really exciting to watch. Um, other than that, find me at Nate Benderama on Twitter, uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, limit break radio on Twitch.
1: Outstanding Erica, as is convention, you may take all the time you would like, tell us what you're thinking about professional wrestling life and where people can find you.
2: Um, A couple of things. One, uh, if you subscribe to Parts Fun Known, and by the way, you should subscribe to Parts Fun Known. Uh, They have a great video uh, up right now, uh, 10 Best Matches from AEW Year 2. It's just a really great review of just some of the really impressive moments that happened during the second year, even though obviously it was plagued by Plague, uh, but I digress. Uh, and they're just, they're always just very well produced, and, and the writing is outstanding. So uh, definitely give that a look see. Uh, um, Anthony Anoki, uh, let's hope that he gets better. He's been dealing with some really gross health issues. Um, yeah, yeah it, he's in, currently in the hospital due to vol, I can't even pronounce this, but it's a twisting of the intestines. So no. that sounds god-awful. So uh, get well, Sue, Antonio Inoki. Um, lastly, before I... Actually, you know what? Let me plug my myself. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Erica underscore Banas. Um, and I wanted to pose a question to everybody here just because I haven't been watching NXT as of late. Um, just because, once again, not enough time. Um, has Adam Cole been hurt or anything? Has he been off... Screen? He's been off
4: TV since yeah. you know his match with Kyle O'Reilly I don't think hurt per se I think it's more of uh, strategic writing to get him back in the NXT title picture
2: at okay, least that's like, what I took from it how how long has he been off uh, well, TV? He,
4: he was off for a few I would say almost a month and then he showed up took out everybody in a triple threat yeah and I then think- he was in the fatal five
3: way. Yeah, I think two weeks after the takeover, he had with Kyle O'Reilly. There was a pre-tape.
4: Okay, and that
3: we did we did not see him in the building until f- two
0: weeks oh, ago. Oh, no, he had a run-in on Kyle one week, didn't he?
4: It was the triple threat. I think. yeah, and yeah, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. Out, that was it. Yep, yeah. yeah. yep,
0: yeah. So
3: uh, I don't yeah, know. It's if there's I, some-
4: it's it's, it's, not, it's coming off as more strategic. Maybe he is. There are injuries that he's been, you know, resting on. But uh, I I I I. I look at it has show. not
0: been reported
2: yeah okay i i ask this because one of the things that uh eric and i found kind of like jarring when we watched uh in our, in your house last night was um his physique i know this is going to come off as like body shaming and in no way shape or form do is that the point but he he um
4: obviously he's a
2: he well, he looks very small and he didn't yeah. look very well defined. And obviously, he's not a big guy, but like he he definitely had some definition. And it was just, you know, I like I said, I didn't know if he was hurt and like not able to work out, but it was just one of those right. things where I'm like, whoa, like it, it was just, like I said, very, it, it was especially jarring when he anytime he was near Karrion Cross, yeah. who once again is an absolute monster. Um and it, it very exciting and and but at, once again I don't want him to move up to the main roster because he's going to get ruined. It's yeah, like I, here's the like how are they gonna fuck this up now? Yeah, it's no. it just it's yeah, it's just it's so incredibly, just I I love everything they're doing with them, but I once again. History shows that they're gonna fuck it up, yeah. and and it's just shocking. just because it's just like, look at him. How do you fuck this up? But they always find a way. They I, always find a way, and it's I, just it, it it breaks my heart.
0: Hunter, I, I Hunter's got to be protecting him at the moment. Like I hope so. You know what I mean? Like like Hunter has is clearly given leeway that other people at the company are not, and which is why NXT stands out, I think, as a product because he's the one calling the shots. So I have to think that there is at least a few guys that, you know, he can push back with Vince on and go, no, I, I need these guys. And I, I got to imagine Adam Cole is, is at the top of that list.
1: Marion cross is a very interesting case because he looks so much bigger than everybody else in that match. This and is also true. Really well, it played really well for the story of that match. Yeah, I don't know if it continues to play well going forward. It'll be interesting to see.
0: No, 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 no. I think that, that, that a hundred percent, what we're, what this phenomenon is, is optics because if you had had even a Dexter Loomis in there, who's right. not quite the size of Cross, but he's, I think a bit taller than cross um i think that i i don't think you would have had that effect as much uh but it was the fact that yeah cross was in there with a bunch of of you know kyle's also a very slight guy too um there wasn't you know and johnny gargano has always been very small so you know yeah there wasn't really anyone with the size factor that you know would have been able to rival carrying cross there
1: all right well thank you everybody i'm shawnee constant you can find me on instagram at shawnee.com you can find me running the one fall show twitter account at one fall show and you can find me back here once again next week asserting my dominance over this game
3: or at least
1: as i say uh in my own mind thank you chuck thank you erica thank you justin thank you nate Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have fun and be safe. And don't fall in the hole. Got any titles, Erica? And did I miss anything?
2: Uh, I, I sure do have uh, a bunch of titles. Uh, here they are. Uh, Go get your GD crackers. Uh, <laughs> pull, <laughs> pull the piss and vinegar out of the air. I think those two were both before we started recording, but yes. I liked them. I don't care. I run them down. Uh, pipe down, nerd. Uh, <laughs> followed up by action figure nerd. Followed up by sure, sure, carny capitalism. Um, I don't know meat.
4: Uh, <laughs> that that one
2: made me happy. Uh, takeover was one long young bucks match. Uh, heck in a sec. Rage in a cage. And last but not least, shout out to Ritz. Crackers. <laughs> there you go. We did it. What we do did it think? again. Anyone,
3: anyone have Pipe, any favorites? Pipe down, uh, nerd. Is just evergreen. That's yeah,
4: that is ever, There are some that's evergreen a, titles. That's another that.
3: sticker slash T-shirt
4: right there. Yeah, Pipe Ta- down uh, nerd. Maybe maybe because of Takeover just happening, we used the Takeover Young Bucks match.
2: I agree. Huh? I think that's a smart decision. Makes sense to me.
0: All relevant. Right. And anything uh, else
1: they'd like to say before we wrap up? Sorry, sorry. Didn't mean to. Oh no, I,
0: I was just saying. I think the meet one is is pretty good because it got it got a pop out of all of us
3: i hope we revisit that in the the future (laughs) i hope we find reasons to revisit
4: that yep yep yep
3: turn that into a bit that sean doesn't know me (laughs)
4: all
3: right
2: i think that about does it (laughs) yeah
4: yeah